0: running into it. factory to find. Well, they uh, dug down a little further, so they figured probably sixteen hundreds. They didn't find hardwood blades. They found grass. It was grasslands. So they thought "Well, let's go a little deeper." Dug down to where they figured it was the fourteen hundreds. They found corn. They found other cultivated grains and, and, and such. So, these rainforests that we've been told have been there forever weren't there forever. And another thing I learned was that uh, American Indians. Supposedly came from um, uh, Mongolia, over across Alaska and down uh, 15,000 years ago. Well, studies, the recent studies have shown that they apparently got here around 250 to 600 AD. That's more like 1,500 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this history that we've been taught.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. How do we
0: know? People keep tearing it down and <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. The Bible gives us histories. The history that's really important to us. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the history of our, our side of the of the the world isn't really that important to us. Let's call for prayer. Father, thank you for bringing us here tonight. Thank you for your word, how it gives true history. Help us to To learn, help us to glorify you in the things that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, we all know we're, we're going to do a little bit of background. Deuteronomy chapter thirty-four. Now this is a study, right? This is a Bible study. It's It's not a preaching. Mm -hmm. So I want uh, (laughs) I want a little uh, reaction from you.
1: Interaction.
0: <laughs> no, you can do without the reaction. Huh? <laughs> uh, now, when I went to uh, Bible College, the uh, the head of the college, Doctor Shoemaker, loved King James Version. But all the rest of the teachers used the New American Standard, so that's what I use. So if it, it reads a little different. That's why. Now Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which was opposite Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land Gilead as far as Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea, and then Negev, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees as far as Zor. I don't know how, uh, how well I'm pronouncing these names, but that's okay, <coughs> then the Lord said to him, this is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants, I will let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. Mm-hmm. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. Who knows where Moses was buried? We
1: don't. anybody know? He, he wasn't
0: buried. And who buried him? God buried him. He buried him in the valley of the land of Moab. Bo- Opposite Beth Peor, that's a good name. You ever talk about baby names? <laughs> People uh, like uh, biblical names for their babies. What did he say about it? He said, the "One of
1: his children."
0: That's right. With the land that mm-hmm. that I will give to you. That's where he showed Moses. And so Mo- Moses was up there, and he saw these, all all these lands that were occupied by all these different peoples. Joshua uh, led them into the land and uh, took their inheritance there in the land and let me see here judges chapter 2 says when Joshua had dismissed the people the sons of Israel went each to his inheritance to possess the land and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. All the days of the elders who survived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. A couple of old guys, aren't they? Do you have a verse anyone? Do you actually? Go ahead. Oh, I will start in the first
1: six. I'm sorry. So? I've, I've always wondered, and maybe asked this before, but do you think the years that people lived back then were the same type years that we live today? Because I mean,
0: Methuselah at 980 so. Yeah. I uh, I so that's I uh, that's that, that is interesting. Same time frame. Uh, I believe it was. Yeah. But cool. you remember before the flood? He said that uh, there is a, uh, I th- th- this is all theory, theories, he says that there is a canopy in water. It was. It started the, the time of the judges. (laughs)
1: Who was the the last uh, judge? The last one was Samson, Mark, and or David, same person.
0: (laughs) Samuel was the last judge. Although he uh, was getting old himself, named his two sons as. As uh, as judges. But they didn't live up to their dad. And uh uh were they killed in a
1: the fire? They weren't accepted.
0: Say say again.
1: Weren't they kinda of swooped up in a fire? Didn't God kill them did they get drunk? Uh, uh she's thinking of uh yeah, it was
0: Eli. Oh, the priest Aaron's sons. Now, they just didn't they didn't want him at all. They said, We want a king. Mm-hmm. All these countries, all these na- nations around us, they have kings. We don't have a king. We want a king. But uh, we want him to look like a king, we want him to fight like a king, we want him to be mighty, mighty in battle, he's gotta look like John (laughs) Wayne, but he was preoccupied, I think he was making some movies someplace. And then the second king, the third king, it's an interesting how Fighting amongst themselves. A oh, holies fighting among themselves. And uh, Solomon wanted his son to be king, his son Rehoboam, There's a name you don't want to name a kid. Uh, but Samuel or Solomon also had captain his name was Jeroboam so Rehoboam and Jeroboam kind of thought about it uh, when uh, Solomon named Rehoboam to take over in his place um and uh, so when Solomon died, Rehoboam became king and uh, his advisors, the people and, and his advisors came to him and said, uh, Solomon kind of was rough on us. If you remember, Solomon had all these building projects, mm-hmm. he built a, a city and did all kinds of things. Well to do that, taxes went through the roof. He also had forced labor to do a lot, a lot of the work. So these, his advisors, they're Rehoboam's advisors and, and the people came to him and said, and they told him, you know, if you just back off on the taxes a little bit, Get away from the forced labor, a little bed. People will love you. They'll follow you forever. said, Nah. So he doubled down on taxes and the forced labor. That's when Jeroboam, the captain, says, No, we're not going to do it. He led this rebellion and that's when the when the nations split.
1: So, um, did Jeroboam take the ten nations and Rehoboam had the two? Right. Okay.
0: Right. Rehoboam had Judah. Jeroboam had Israel. <coughs> um. Neither one of them were good kings. Neither one of them could be said that they did what was right in the sight of God. Um, Jeroboam uh, built high places and islands to other gods. Um, Pretty uh, steep downhill for the country. Is, for the nation, his half for the nation, I should say. Um, Judah had some good, some good uh, kings. Let's see, sorry, here we go again. Who can name some of the good kings?
1: Well, Hezekiah, <laughs> yeah, was one.
0: Asa, Asa was a good king. He did what was right in the sight of God. Well, jumping Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. <laughs> he was a good king. Joash, Amaziah, Jotham, Hezekiah. He said, "The last king was Josiah." Northern Kingdom had no good kings whatsoever. None whatsoever. Um, now, when Rehoboam took over, it was up in the 800 BC range. And, it's what, 62 years later, 700 and 38, 738 B.C. Those pesky neighbors, the Assyrians, they decided that they wanted, uh, they wanted Israel. So they laid, they laid siege to Samaria and wouldn't stop laying siege to the city of of Samaria until um, until they uh, paid tribute. Uh, They said, here, have our, whatever gold we have here, will you leave now? Well, soon, when they finally got enough, yeah, they, they left. But a few years later, 722 BC, Israel quit playing, paying tribute to Assyria and uh, they uh, Assyria came, came in and and to, and totally conquered it. What Syria did, uh, as Syria, I should say, they would, when they would uh, conquer a country, they would scatter, scatter the people into into uh, different areas. They would have three different countries that they had uh, conquered. They'd take this, this, these people, scatter among those two countries. These people scattered among those and so they were uh, the Israelites were scattered all over so so they thought that uh, it was because it, because Israel had quit paying tribute but it really wasn't. 2 Kings 17, verses 20, 23, it said, And the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, and afflicted them, and gave them into the hands of plunderers, until he had cast him out of his sight. When he had torn Israel from the house of David, they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. Then Jeroboam drove Israel away from following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. And the sons of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did, and they did not depart from them until the Lord removed Israel from his sight. As he spoke through all his servants, the prophets, so Israel was carried away into exile from their own land to Assyria until this day. So it wasn't really because they quit paying their tributes, it's because God sent them there. It was, he'd had enough. Kingdom. Um, Josiah, who was, was a good, good king. Um, then his when his his son took over after him. His son was Jehoahaz. He reigned three months. Yeah, he. I also think that he wanted to show that this is this guy is mine. Um, he can't go by what he what he was. He's got to be mine. He's under my thumb. Even his name is is mine, is the name I gave him. And I'm, I'm not sure what it means either, but I'm sure it meant something that uh, That was that was the king of Egypt. And they just kind of came out of nowhere because at this time Egypt wasn't Jehoiakim was taken off, so his son Jehoiachin takes over as king. Nebuchadnezzar again came. He seized Jerusalem, carried off people. Zedekiah. All these names. All these kings. He becomes king. He does evil. God says that's enough. He brings Nebuchadnezzar a third time. 586 B.C. Wiped out out the, the city of Jerusalem. Keeps on going, doesn't it? Every day, almost you see some something else.
1: Kind of makes you wonder if the kids have been like our kids are being told um, lies about our history and about where we're from. I wonder because there's so many the bad kids that if the same thing was going on, those kids weren't told the history of Israel and of, of Judah and how God had brought them there and all of that to them they might have just, like so many kids, people nowadays, they just live their life. And they do not thought to what their, um, the ground they're standing for. Yeah. yeah.
0: Moses, Joshua, the kings, somebody read for me the last, very last verse of, of Judges, very last verse, here's a summary of the time of the
1: Judges. In those days, Israel
0: had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. Everyone did what they saw fit. Do your own thing. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Sounds like a Yeah. So, that was the background. Turn to the book of Daniel. Why do you think, why do you think he took the vessels from the house of God? Because they are gold, that's definitely a big reason. Symbolism. Symbolism, how? Well,
1: the Israelites, these that worship the God. Yeah, the strugger showed that
0: right. the law is so supposedly more powerful than the Gaul Zap do Judah. People were going were now subservient to to uh Nebuchadnezzar. And uh this was this also showed showed that Israel's God is subservient to my God. He's asking for it there, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it out good. Like the then the king ordered, verse 3, then the king ordered Ashpenaz. There you go. I thought we should name our kid Ashpenaz. <laughs> the chief of his officials to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of, of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court. that fit? Wait, wait. Raise your hand. Does that fits you? Does that, does that describe you? Uh, yeah, no. The best of the best. best of the best. Why do you think he did that? Why, why do you think he brought in the best of the best? when it's over because it's a pretty crop. Yeah, it was good. I would bring the good fruit, fruit. Bring the good fruit. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> well, one bird says one of the best to serve in his palace. Yeah. And it's also usually fun. Continued to raise, as, and he ordered his official to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily ration, ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank. Oh, dinner's coming back here a little bit. <laughs> uh, and from the wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. He was going, he wanted to make Chaldeans of them, mm-hmm. wanted to turn the, turn them into Chaldeans, Babylonians, Chaldean and Babylonian sometimes used pretty much interchangeably though so it seems like turning Chaldean seems to be more leaning toward the religious aspect of them, of who they are, but he wanted to make Chaldeans of them to see, um, I think he wanted to see how they would rate against his own best of the best. Verse 6. Now among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And the commander of the officials assigned new names to them. Again, here we go with the new names. To Daniel he assigned the name Belteshazzar. Something like that, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Here we go again, some new names. Why? Yeah, that was it. That's, that's their job. That's who they were.
1: My Bible says that the new names took away the names that had gone in them. You know, like Daniel was with God. And the new names are focused more on paid God. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it's funny how when we think of these these four young men. Who do we think of them as? We call them by the way, Yeah, Rapid Yeah, we do. Except for Daniel. 50. We call him Daniel, Shed Rapid Meshach, and Abednego. Don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Strange why we do that. Yeah, because uh, well, yeah, I know why we didn't call Daniel by his right. <laughs> Chaldean name. But uh, okay, in verse eight, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. <clears throat> How do you think he would see eating that as defiling himself?
1: Well, because he was a vegetarian, maybe? Or no? Well, they had their, their strict diet. Um, they didn't very They the same. Thing. They were cult- cult- was it kosher? Right. It was going to be bloodless. of the slaughter in an manner.
0: that was the main reason. Look uh, in chapter 10 of Daniel. This is uh, about 70 years later. after 70 years. So, it was in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia. Let's go to verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three entire weeks. I did not eat any tasty food, nor did meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I use any ointment at all until the entire three weeks were completed. So that means that he cut off, would just just eat vegetables, there was some other reason, and apparently it was uh, the ceremonies that that, uh, was done offering this meat to their gods. that caused him to feel like he would be defiling himself if he would eat from it. Um, Verse 9. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the youths are, who are your own age? Then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer of the officials, whom the commander, to, he said to the overseer, whom the the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test your servants for ten days and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food and deal with your servants according to what you see." So what does he say? He didn't want to eat those, that food. So he was, he was supposed to be uh, um, supposed to be a test. Not, uh, a Yeah, Uh, y'all buff, right? Uh, So Daniel says, just, just test us for ten days. Fourteen. So he listened to them in this manner and tested them for ten days. And at the end of the ten days their appearance seemed better and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. So does this mean that By becoming vegetarian, you're (laughs) going to get fat. take care of him in that situation. They trusted him Verse 17, and as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Then at the end of the days, which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king talked with them, Out of them all, not one was found, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his realm. Visions and dreams. (laughs) They pretty well addressed the king, didn't they? God was putting them where he wanted them. He prepared them, he he gave them the gifts that that they were going to need. Has this ever happened again? I think it happens all the time. Yeah. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. When was Cyrus the king? 70 years later right? So in another uh, army, our kingdom takes over the Persians. That's, that's another story.
1: That's amazing though that Daniel was the third highest in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and that transferred over to the next kingdom. Yeah. That's how much they thought of Daniel. Yeah. yeah. He was well regarded, yeah. even though he was an old man at this point. Yeah. When he was taken,
0: you know, when he was first taken, it doesn't really say how old he was, but he was a young man, probably mid-teens. Says a lot
1: for his
0: parents because they also said that. Yeah. One thing you notice in the uh, uh, in book of the Kings, oh, well in, in, the, in the time of the Kings, uh, it would say, and so and so did what was right in the sight of God. Or so and so did what was evil in the sight of God. Many times it told who their mother was. Does it tell us to Daniel's parents? No. No. Um, so uh Get a lot of responsibility in the Bible, aren't they? say okay. Anything else? Disappointing the Israelites were, he would uh, God would do something, would just do great things for it for them. And how does that relate to again, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the lessons that, that we can learn through, through the history that you give us in your word. Help us to be steadfast. Um, help us to
1: Flo, Flo, Dalling, still got her. We're still praying, praying pretty big time for her, like uh, she continues to heal. Mike Millard's family. Um, yeah, um, I got a chance to pray with Wayne Millard yesterday, and um, having some health problems, and uh, seems to be getting a lot better. But, uh, he's, he's still really worried and you know we miss him up here yes, we do. Um, uh, and then it, um, if you'll be in prayer for Bill Gallagher, Bill Gallagher will be here next Wednesday and the Wednesday after and uh, is there anything else you can think of? Lenora so, yeah, was just Lenora, was in the hospital. Lenora is going into the- Went from today so yeah so i uh, just wanted to bring that up before we got dismissed so that we could now, why, be sure and have that in, in our, uh, um, yeah um, but uh one is and i'm um, not going to speak for jeff but just great to have this bigger group yes. to yes. come and support him mm-hmm. and um it's just a, uh, it's a telltale sign of our church family, you know, that we support one another like this, and you know, we're trying to work out, you know, what to do with all these Wednesday nights, and uh, it's just, it's, I just really, really appreciate Jeff volunteering to do this. I mean, it's to me, it would be totally scary, very, very scary were you nervous yet? Yeah. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So you guys uh, let's let's pray, okay? closing uh, close in prayer um, uh, talking about the health of our, our people. Lord, we just come to you right now, and Lord, we just uh, we're praising you and we're kneeling before you humbly, Lord, right now that uh, We're just uh, in awe of the things that you do for us and all the blessings that you pour out on us. And we are so thankful tonight for our church family. And we just thank you, Lord. We praise your name and we uh, lift up Jeff and his family. And I know he did a lot of studying, Lord, to be ready for tonight. And Lord, I know that you've blessed him because of his studies and blessed him because he um, stepped out on faith to do this for, uh, for the church family and for you and I just ask you to give him a special blessing the rest of this week that uh, that he knows that, uh, that there's just special things happening around him because of his faith and because he stepped out in faith you know, to follow you and I uh, ask you to be with all of our uh, uh, people in our congregation that are having health issues. Uh, everyone on the prayer prayer chain, and many of which uh, haven't been named tonight, Lord. But ask you to just take them one by one and love on them, and just let them know, Lord, that you're in control and that uh, that you're going to take care of them and that everything's going to be okay. And uh, Ask special prayer on our pastor search committee as they started meeting. Ask you to guide them in a way that they uh, that they know uh, you're in control to do everything that you want to do for this church. Not any individual's specific idea, but but a, a whole church, a whole congregation, and an entire love for you reaching to you, asking you for guidance. And that's what we are tonight. We ask you to help us through the rest of this week, help us as we work, help us as we um, take on any anything that's, uh, that you've laid before us on our to-do list, and ask you just to keep us safe. In Jesus' name.